Good evening. Yes, we're live here at Ely Court Care Home in Cardiff, as well as being the sort of care home that you, you, you probably would expect to see. This place also helps people who've recently been discharged from hospital, and it helps them get used to being that little bit more independent before they head back to their own homes. We'll have more on that later in the programme. Tonight, we're talking about ageing. And with all of us living longer, how do we prepare our health and social services for a changing nation. In a moment, I'll be joined by a panel of guests to discuss all this. But first, I've been finding out a little more about all these issues. Our health service is under pressure. From A&E departments to GP surgeries and hospital wards, the pressure is only increasing as we get older and live longer. The question is how the NHS can tackle the challenges faced by an aging population. No overhead cuts, okay? No slight tackling, no running. Okay? Most of these walking footballers have been referred here by doctors, but they get more out of it than just the health boost. Oh, that's it. Well, it's, it's the enjoyment, the, the camaraderie, the fitness, you know, and uh, scoring a couple of goals now and again. It got me out of the house and meeting different people, so I was getting like a bit of a recluse. That was a bit close. What none of us can avoid, though, is growing older. We're all living longer, and that's good news. But there are also concerns and costs. Well, the cost, of course, is another issue, yeah. Uh, the, cost, I mean, the whole ageing thing is beset with problems, isn't it? Financial, emotional. I paid into the state all my life. I, uh, I would like to think that they would look after me uh, in my older age. But everyone concedes that that looking after is getting harder throughout the entire health and care system. Nowhere is that felt more keenly than on the front line in our hospitals. And then just the one ambulance inbound? Yes. Okay. So Here at Asputi Gwyneth in Bangor, those who do the looking after face a complex set of challenges every day. In the morning, you're kind of trying to think two steps ahead all the time. It's like a big jigsaw puzzle. Um, so we are constantly trying to fit people into boxes, into the right boxes, so we need to get people into the right place. At this hospital, they meet regularly to work out why people aren't getting to the right place. Every month, more than 400 people across Wales remain in hospital, despite being ready to move on, because the next stage of their care isn't ready. That often leads to ambulances queuing up outside, as there aren't enough beds. There's another area of pressure. We all know that getting a GP appointment is getting harder and harder. One reason is the time that GPs need to spend with increasingly older patients with complex medical needs and often more than one chronic condition. The ageing population is compounding a more general uh, issue around chronic health and chronic disease um, and the management of those problems in general practice. So we're really good at um, identifying illnesses and controlling and monitoring them, but people still live with the symptoms of those illnesses. And as we get older, those uh, symptoms become harder to manage and harder for people to sort of live with. Perhaps most difficult is the rising cost of social care. The Welsh Government is considering introducing a levy that we'd all pay. I met the man behind the idea. People will see it, won't they, as just another tax. How do you get over that? You could either just say, look, it's a tax, or you could say it's a form of compulsory insurance. So 
you pay this in, and in return for that, you get certain um, guaranteed benefits if you need them. These problems are decades in the making, and politicians have repeatedly failed to make the difficult decisions needed. But for the health service and for all of us, that is the long-term goal. Well, joining me tonight are Angela Burns, the Conservatives' health spokesperson, Professor Dame June Clark, Emeritus Professor of Nursing at Swansea University, Jeff Richards, who's a retired communications worker who sits on the National Pensioners' Convention, and the Health Minister, Vaughan Gething. You're all very welcome here tonight. I'd like to start with you, though, Jeff Richards. Um, you talk to older people all of the time as part of your role on the National Pensioners' Convention. What are their and your concerns about growing older here in Wales and the services that you rely on? Well, there's a general acceptance that the treatment on the National Health Service is second to none. But uh, a, a lot of people, a lot of the older people that I talk to have concerns about access, access to the GP, access to the consultant, access even to a hospital. Uh, people don't want to be waiting for an ambulance. They don't want to be waiting to get into hospital in an ambulance. And they don't want to be waiting in a corridor. So it's not the treatment that they they have concerns about as such. It's, it's the other bits and bobs. That's correct, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Professor Dame June Clark, you've been involved in nursing for your, your whole career. Uh, you saw the best and the worst of the health service. Yes. Where, are, where is it now? Well, I think there's been so much coverage in the media over the last um, few weeks and months. Everybody now knows what the problems are. More people, older people, sicker with sicker um, conditions, multiple conditions, um, more and more demand and yet inadequate development on the supply side, not enough staff, not enough beds. The thing that I think we're missing, however, in, in all of that, is that I don't believe it's any good pouring money into the NHS without doing something about social care. It's like pouring water into a bucket with a hole in the bottom. And we've got to get social care right in order to help the NHS. Well, that perfectly sets up the discussion for the second part of the programme, yeah. so I'm very grateful for that. It's almost as if we planned it. Angela Burns, from your viewpoint as the opposition, the political opposition in the Assembly, uh, but also as somebody who's relied on the health service and has Indeed. spoken about your experience, what grade would you give it? I think that's really difficult because you've got to remember that the health service is not only for the people, it's populated by an extremely hard-working and under-pressure workforce. So I'm not going to grade a nurse or a doctor who's flying around at 100 miles an hour and has worked incredibly long shifts and has done lots of overtime, probably without getting much pay for it either, and say, you know, you're an A, a B, a C or a D. I think it's much more important to, to grade, you know, or to look at how we actually manage that health so service. the structures and the management. It's the structures, it's the management, it's the, the planning ahead, it's the workforce development, it's the training. It's the. It's basically all about resources. Could and you put a grade on that? Oh, well, I think at the moment it's not doing well. Okay. Well, that, a lot of room for improvement okay, would be fine. my final assessment. The health minister Vaughan Gething is here. Uh, thank you for joining us. You've heard these concerns tonight. There'll be nothing new to you. You'll have heard people saying those sort of things every day. Are you listening to them? Well, it's exactly why. We had a parliamentary review between all the parties in the assembly at the start of this assembly term. 
We agreed we needed to look objectively, so we drew together international as well as national experts to look at our health and social care system in Wales. And that review told us our current system of health and social care isn't fit for purpose. It isn't fit for today or the future. So the message about the necessity for reform has absolutely been heard. And that's where a 10-year joint health and social care plan that I launched, A Healthier Wales. The challenge is and delivering this, that reform fast enough. And this is the point where I, where I point out <coughs> Labour has been in charge of the health service for 20 years. Indeed, and we know that changing the health service is really difficult. If you go back to the way that the health service changes, most people start to think about hospitals. And actually, our biggest challenge is thinking about community services. Hospitals can do what they need to do. Changing any form of care that has a hospital building around it is really difficult. Angela but Burns. reform is yeah. an absolute necessity for the future uh, of the service. Burns. Yep, two quick things. One is that there was a joint parliamentary review, and uh, we have a very clear direction of travel, which all the parties could see we should go in. But that doesn't mean to say that we think, because we don't, that Labour have moved forward in implementing that. And I think that the second thing that's really, really important to understand is that the whole the whole it's more than just the structure it's about the fact that the health boards and the health uh, service is all on short-termism you know we've got to make long-term plans and long-term commitments I just need to get a response from Von Gething on that uh, Labour hasn't moved forward well, we've got a 10-year plan that we're investing in. We're investing more from our budget through a, through a decade of austerity to invest in the future of the service. We now have record numbers of doctors, nurses, so, midwives. So we so are what, investing in What you were telling me, if it's a 10-year plan, what you're telling people is they will need to have waited 30 yeah, years 30. For, for improvement. No, actually, because if you look at the way people feel about their own experience of the health, so it has very, very high satisfaction rates. Our plan is to make sure that you don't see the whole system fall over before you fix right. it. Okay. And that's why reform is absolutely essential. Uh, uh, I see you want to come in, Angela Bates. Quick words and then we'll, we'll yep. come to Julia. Absolutely, because when you're asked, did you have a, was your doctor nurse great? Of course you say yes. Okay. But when you actually ask people about the fact they had to walk all around the hospital three times to get their x-rays, to pick up their x-ray results, yeah. to find somebody who could then interpret it, that's the problem. And that's what the satisfaction is, surveys do not dig June out. June Clark, is, is, is part of the problem that you see um, that, ser that services aren't working together, bits of the NHS aren't working together properly? Yes, definitely. That, that's, uh, that's true. I've been... Uh, carer now for two years of my husband who had a heart attack two years ago followed by cardiac surgery uh, and a wound that didn't heal and two years on he's still got a hole in his chest and we've traipsed that long corridor in Morriston Hospital and we've gone in when we went to the wound clinic we were sent to seven different sites okay. and saw 20 different nurses mostly agency and those things shouldn't happen and, and they don't and it doesn't cost money to put them and, right. And, and is that your experience and the experience of people that you speak to Jeff? Well we see we don't see enough reform. We see a little bit of tinkering, a little bit of tinkering here, a little bit of tinkering there, but there's not enough reform. And a final word from you then on, I've on this West, I've been in West Wales today and I've been meeting staff who are reforming different parts of the service. Different but, parts, but not but, working together. But actually, yeah. that's part of a wider plan for health and social care in West Wales. And to get there so, took an awful lot of difficulty. When the plan was published, people were only interested in talking about the hospital element of it. So large-scale reform is taking place, but let's not kid ourselves that it's right. easy. Okay. It absolutely isn't. Uh, we'll pause because we've kind of skirted over the problems. <laughs> 
we'll look at the solutions uh, now and we'll discuss that in a moment. Because one of the reasons, I suppose, that the NHS is under so much pressure is that, well, it's kind of victim of its own success, isn't it? Back when it was established, people, well, just didn't live as long. In 1948, life expectancy for a man was 66 and a woman 70. By 2018, that had risen to 79 and 83. So how can an ageing health service provide care for the older generation? James Crichton-Smith has been looking at it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Peggy. Happy birthday to you. Peggy is special, not just because of her age, but because she encapsulates why the NHS is so cherished. In 1948, Peggy was dying. She had a severe kidney infection and was saved by penicillin, a relatively new wonder drug that without the NHS, Peggy's family wouldn't have been able to afford. What is it like to be 100? To be 100? Well, I can't do anything about it. I've just accepted. I'm just thankful I'm in such a lovely place. They're all very kind here. Got a lovely son, lovely family. And that son is Roger, himself a pensioner. He's been by Peggy's side and helping her navigate the system in old age, a system that in many ways is a victim of its own success. I think governments need to look and plan over a, a 10 and 20 year period. And nobody's done that before. They just take the money, use it, and don't think for the future. But look into the future they must. And to ease system pressures now, any vision must be a joined up one. Well, this is the Community and Assessment and Reablement Unit. This was commissioned um, jointly by the Home, Ely Court Care Home and Social Services and um, the Health Board to provide a stepping stone for people coming out of hospital to actually um, spend some time here, maybe two weeks, maybe f uh, up to six weeks, to actually get the confidence back after being in hospital for maybe a prolonged period of time. Why do we not have every care home in Wales with this sort of facility? Because if it's, if it's doing the right thing, surely it should be everywhere, but it's not, is it? No, it's not. And I don't think every, every care home could offer this level of facilities that we've provided here. I think there's got to be good communication between the health board, social services, and the providers to actually get that to work. If you don't have that partnership working, it's not going to work. We've seen lots of wrangles, haven't we, over years. Mm. Who pays for what? Is it a local authority? Is it a health board? Is it government? Yeah. Is it a private yeah. company? Yeah. How, how do you navigate that? Is that still a challenge, trying to work out who should be paying for what aspect of care? I think it is an ongoing process, and I don't think there's anything will change rapidly. I mean, until it's actually free at the point of, uh, of, of delivery, you know, and service, you know, it, it, but we're not going to get there because it's too expensive. We know that, you know, to provide the level of care for our ageing population, that pot of money is not going to be there. But money will inevitably have to come from somewhere and it will largely be down to politicians to work out how to make it happen. Jeff Richards, are the older people that you speak to worried about the costs and the services of the social care system? Oh, of course they are, yes. There's, uh, they've grown up paying their uh, income tax and their VAT and their uh, stamp. And uh, there's expectation that they'll be taken care of in their, in their old age. There is a, um, they want to be treated dig in a dignified manner. They want to be treated respectfully. 
and they just want to get on with their lives. And June Clark, how important is it to get the care system right? Uh, you, you're leading a debate in the Royal College of Nursing yep. on a national care service. Yes, and that's all about um, bringing together health and social care so that people experiencing the care that they, that they need um, don't recognise that there is a, a join. There are various ways of doing it. For example, in Scotland, they've been at it for several years now, and they've actually put their integrated care framework into legislation. Um, in Salford, they've um, used a different model and have uh, the local authorities have agreed to transfer their responsibilities and the budget uh, to the local hospital trust. Well, that sounds like a way forward. We've got the health minister here. Um, that, that sounds like a very good model, doesn't it? Well, we're actually looking to integrate large parts of our service here. We're using money and some of the legislation we passed with the social services. Doesn't it need more than that? They're actually sort of completely reorganising the, the, the way that care well, is provided. The big bang reorganisation of health and social care in one organisation doesn't necessarily do everything you want it to. Sure. Northern Ireland have single organisations across health and social care. They still have division in the way that service is delivered. Sure, but that, you, could get local, it's, it's, you could get local authorities voluntarily, uh, as, as June was just saying, well, happens in Scotland. If you want to go and talk to the Welsh Local Government Association, well, suggest that. Well, actually, it's the job of all of us because if we wanted to say we're going to change the law to take away those responsibilities, we'd have to be say, prepared to say that's the right answer, the time and the money that costs will be worth it. And actually, it's not just the political capital of the government, but our ability to deliver change quickly, that won't deliver it. And, and that's why we're taking a variety of different approaches here in Wales uh, already. June, you wanted to come in on that? Uh, only to say that we know that there are several ways of doing this uh, and we've got lots of projects in Wales doing really great work. Somehow we need to normalise them and integrate okay. them and get them right at national level. Um, and and, uh, the transformation fund that we've introduced is yeah. looking to do. It's deliberately okay. integrated models of okay. health and social care um, to be able to deliver on a national level okay. afterwards. Ange Angela Burns, I mean, uh, you, you are in the National Assembly. You're not responsible for what happens at Westminster, but your party yeah. is. Uh, and your party at, at a UK level has failed to get to grips with, with this. People, with, I'm sure, you'd actually agree with yeah. that. Well, um, they've had lots of... I mean, they've had the Dillnock Commission, we've had the, the Jerry Holson Commission here. I mean, people are looking at it. It's not an easy solution because you have to remember that not only is um, it a difficult job, but, of course, everybody's care needs are entirely different to the person next door to them. One size does not fill it all, which is why... <clears throat> The idea of having, you know, a national care service just makes me slightly worried in case we end up with a national solution because... Well, the current system bottom... isn't working, though, is it? No, it's not working, but that's because, actually, we're not looking effectively at the barriers to having more tailored care for individuals okay. because this is a pleasure this is a joy this is to be celebrated that we're all we're all living <clears throat> longer we're all living we're, longer we're and i hate longer. hearing it's a problem it's a challenge and i want to say to older citizens out there my goodness me you are one of the great assets of our entire world absolutely do not see this as a as a problem well it's, it's a challenge, challenge rather than a problem we have right. got to get to grips get with how system. we help okay. people have a good older life what frustrates <clears throat> me though is nearly 20 years ago i was a member of the royal commission on long-term care um, I think the, the government of the day made um, a great mistake in rejecting uh, our um, recommendations. If they'd accepted them, we might be in a, a, a different place now. 
But what strikes my frustration is that the number of reports and reviews and things, everybody has got yes, ideas, yeah. mostly they're good ideas of what we should do next. I feel like but I've been reporting the on them for as long yes. as well. It, but the there's inertia. a big difference between saying what you want and, and what you're going okay. to do and actually doing it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get the response from the minister to that and then I want to ask a specific question. So, Vaughan Gething. Well, and that's why this spring we're going to consult on a range of options for the future of paying for care. Because unlike the health service, social care is means tested. And people don't often know that until they need to use the social care system. So this isn't just about how we reform the way the system works, but actually need to think about the money that goes into it as well. And the key to that, I think, is the idea of a social care levy. Hmm. Can you explain why that isn't another tax, another uh, burden on, on people who, as Jeff said, have felt they've paid into the system all their lives? Well, actually, you need to think about and that's one of the questions we'll ask. So will it be something for everyone to pay? Will there be different rates for different people, depending on their age or ability? Those are things that we're consulting, because the government doesn't have a fixed view, so it's a genuine consultation on the challenge that we have, and it is a challenge, about how we make sure people have dignity in their older but, but age the, the Labour and how to be properly cared The Labour for. Manifesto in 2019 promised free social care. Scotland has free social care. Why, why aren't you looking at that as an option? And you might have noticed we didn't win the general election. So, so, so that idea's gone, is that what you're saying? Well, actually, we don't have the levers to require the UK government to deliver the sort of income we'd need to do that. But Scotland in, can in, make it free. But in Well, actually, we spend more on health and social care together than Scotland does. We spend our money differently. Maybe Better. No, but actually we're looking in the consultation how we spend the money, what people want to see to improve social care, whether that's the, the terms to get into for staff, because okay. actually uh, to make sure we have the right staff, I we need to pay them better as well. Before we and finish this programme, because time is either. nearly beating us, I want the response from uh, June and Jeff to the idea of a social care levy. Jeff, you, you, you mentioned the idea that people feel they've been paying in. If there were a social care levy, as, as the minister explained, that, 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 that it was, was absolutely clear what it was for, do you think people would, would accept that? Oh, there'll be a, a mixture of responses from that, I would have thought. Uh, the older people have got... that We, we are a microcosm of a larger society. Yeah. And uh, some people have gone through their lives paying 19% for their mortgage. Uh, to charge them extra levy now would okay. be too much. I'm sorry to, to cut you off. June, a, a quick word from you on the idea of a social care levy? Is it yes, an idea that... personally, I support the idea because whichever... Well, there are two, two things you have to consider on paying for care. One is the unfairness of the present system at the level of the individual, and the other is the macro um, system. Okay. I do support the idea of, okay. a, of I, a... I'm a, going a to have to cut you off because time has beaten us. I, I, I don't think you quite agree, Angela, but I we'll have to agree, come back I'm to that. I'm afraid... No, Thank you all very don't. much. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, but that's it for this special edition of Sharpen. We'll be back in our usual slot next Monday night. Until then, big thanks to my guests for joining me here. Big thanks to Ely Court Care Home for looking after us so well. Thank you for joining us and good night. Yeah.